You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and it's once again my honor to finally welcome back the founder, owner, and host of the Kirby on Sports podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Josh Kirby. What's up, brother? Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Well, th- well, you know what? This game is definitely the game to have you on because my Cowboys, your Washington football team, this was the week, and what a game, and I am no mood of saying how about them Cowboys because, quite frankly, they don't deserve it. Well, I mean, Washington didn't play productive, well football. It just looked like they um, forgot that this Washington football team was on a four-game winning streak, Alex. And you look at what happened. Dallas's defense showed up. Taylor Heineke got pressured all game long before getting injured, getting replaced by Kyle Allen. Obviously, Terry McLaurin with a um, concussion, obviously one weapon out for Washington, and you had um, Charles Leno Jr., one key piece on the offensive line who goes out with an injury too. So injuries played a factor in this game as well, and it didn't help that some of Washington's players were on um, the COVID list and um, – injuries um added up i think this just added up for the washington football team and um i mean dallas just took the better of them you know and you mentioned the injuries and the covid 19 restriction list you know one of them and that includes montez sweat so the cowboys had a bit of a break but two weeks from now it won't that won't be the case i'm pretty sure several players will come back for washington and then the next game is in arlington and this particular on a game, sunday night on a sunday night right and, you know, how ironic it is that it's the Cowboys' defense that actually carries the team to a win. I mean, that never happens. It's usually the defense that's the problem, but lately it's been the offense. I mean, what are the odds? It's the, the roles are reversed. Well, I mean, Dak Prescott, I mean, he... Oh, my God. I mean, it, he looked decent, in my opinion, yeah. They could have done more, but Washington, they just didn't have enough in them to mount a comeback and it sealed the deal with that Kyle Allen fumble that um um got returned. So I mean now I mean obviously yeah there there are some things Dallas could look to clean up to make their offensive production better. But I mean the first half Alex it looked like perfect football by the Dallas Cowboys. But the second half that sort of in the I I find this narrative um across the league that teams tend to take their foot off the gas pedal. Big time. That happens so many times. 
It was actually uh, it was Tyler. It was the Tyler Heineke fumble that was the return. It was uh, that one, but but uh, yeah, it was the the, the Kyle Allen one is what is what sealed the deal. And you know, Tyler Heineke, b- pretty much all season, I've described him as a David fighting so many Goliaths. You know, with a pebble in one hand and a toothpick in the other because of all the pressure he would face, and he would always find a way out. But but this particular game, you know, the fact that the Cowboys got Gregory back, we finally got Neville Gallimore, we had Lawrence, we had Parsons, you know, just to name a few, and, you know, Odigazua, you know, here he is, Tyler Heideke, out there by himself, you know, f- you know, fighting a pair of uh, of uh, of wild wolves, and, you know, he's only got a little pebble and a stick and, and, a, st- and a little toothpick in a hand. I mean, the dude was so badly overwhelmed, and yet... Unlike Dak Prescott, Tyler Heineke was one who actually threw a huge touchdown pass. Prescott could even do that. Well, I mean, I mean the defense they played really well. Um, I, I I can't really speak on why Dak couldn't throw a touchdown or anything of that nature. But y- yeah, there are some things that Dallas needs to clean up. But Washington needs to improve more because uh, this Washington team. Um, the the rest of their games are NFC East, like you just mentioned, and Dallas is in two weeks' time. So, essentially, what both teams should have to clean some, uh, some aspect of their game up in order to, um, in, in, before moving into the next game. I can't really say what Dallas needs to, but I mean, uh, I mean, Dallas's offensive production looked fine to me, but Washington, I mean, th- there's a lot of work Washington needs to do. A lot of guys needs to, uh, to come back and stay healthy and, and Heineke, there needs to be more protection because there absolutely was not any protection in that football game. That too. And, um, and speaking of the offense, you mentioned the problems. Well, here are the problems with the offense. The running game is dead. The offensive line is average. To, to be to be nice enough, I'm going to say they're average, even though they're sometimes worse. The passing game is inconsistent. And, you know, a lot of Cowboy fans keep getting mad at people for saying this because they just don't understand. When it's inconsistency, it's on the quarterback, it's on the receivers, and, and it's at times it's on the, on the offensive coordinator because if the offensive coordinator is being absolutely clueless, he's calling the dumbest plays at the dumbest time, that's what happens. It's a team effort. So, team, so inconsistency on the passing game, the blame varies from the quarterback to the receivers to the passing game, but overall it's a team effort. So they both all – everybody needs to get together and figure out what the problem is. I mean – you saw Prescott, those two interceptions that he threw, that was on him. Especially the second one, threw it right at the guy. I, mean, I forgot the dude's name. And he Cole Holcomb, he Cole took Holcomb. that to the house. He took that to the house. He just threw it right at him. That was a careless a mistake. That is why Dak Prescott is not elite. That's the reason why I'm critical of him. But Cowboy fans, get on me, you know. It got got people get so mad at me. I mean, I'm called ignorant. I'm called racist because I'm critical of Dak Prescott. First of all, let me remind me. This has nothing to do with the dude's race. Okay, this is about results, and we're not getting the results, especially the fact that he's being paid all that money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think one thing, Alex. I, I'm going to go on sort of a, a, a side rant here. Um, I think um, a big reason why Dallas won is because they had working seat warmers in this game. They shipped their benches all the way to FedEx Field. Uh, yeah, I did see that. 
But I mean, it, it was pretty cold up. It, it was pretty cold up there. I'm not exactly sure what the temperature is right now, but you know, and, and of course, the talk earlier this week, Mike McCarthy expresses his confidence in the team, says that we're gonna win, and then of course, Ron Rivera, you know, counters it and you know tells us players. I mean, you know, look. At the end of the day, I was like, well, what the hell is Mike McCarthy supposed to say? I mean, and then Ron Rivera, obviously, you know. Ron Rivera and McCarthy were simply doing their jobs. They're coaches. Of course they're going to tell their players, you know, not to listen. Ron Rivera's going to tell them don't listen. And, of course, McCarthy's going to see like that. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I would say Rivera and McCarthy both did a good job today as coaching. You, you, can't really, you can't really put it on Rivera, the fact that, you know, Heineke was getting overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, both coaches, I mean, they have league experience in this league ron rivera i love him as a head coach for the washington football team i feel like he does um great work he's turning this franchise around it's not instant it's a process it's gonna take a while alex and mike mccarthy i mean i still don't think he's gelled enough with this dallas cowboys team but in due time i think he will get there yeah he definitely will and I did notice this game, you know, McCarthy actually did not, there was no mismanagement of timeouts. You know, everything looked good, so, but, you know, this defense, I mean, you know, forcing those turnovers and, you know, I mean, I have to give credit to the Washington defense because the Washington defense never, and I mean never gave up, never. Despite the fact that they were being overwhelmed, they never gave up. Yeah, defense looked um, decent. I mean, obviously without Chase Young. Out for the season, Montez Sweat on the COVID list. Secondary still looks iffy. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I still feel like Washington's defense can add some guy, uh, get something to improve their defense even more. Because these last stretch of games for this Washington football team is crucial whether they make it to the playoffs or not. We still have the San Francisco 49ers to look out for, and this is all hypotheticals, but if San Francisco loses, if the season were to end today, Washington still has a playoff spot. So it's just going to – we're just going to have to wait and see how that looks. But, I mean, the defense, obviously, I feel like more improvement can come with that Washington secondary. But once again, everybody has to stay healthy do your part during this pandemic and, you know, just stay safe, do your job and uh, social distance. That's very true. And, you know, a couple of facts, you know, Micah Parsons, you know, it's just no surprise the dude's just getting better. You know, had two sacks today, and he's actually the first Cowboys rookie to have three multi-sacks games, you know, as a rookie. And, you know, in his last six games, you know, he ties a record, you know, that goes back to 1986 for the most sacks you know, by a rookie in a span of six games. You know, Michael Parsons just, you know, I, I believe he was the one, uh, he forced one of the fumbles, I think. I mean, you know, correct, yeah, correct. Uh, yeah. There was a, a time, you know, uh, when Tyler Heineke got hit in that fumble, and at first I thought, I was like, oh, there's no way he could have fumbled. But, you know, the way they, they saw it, you know, it was hard for me to tell. But, you know, the, the fact that the Cowboys defense was just outside the offense, it it just totally gets to me. Josh, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say because, you know, like I said, how, how often do we see the fact that it's the defense that carries the team rather than the offense? I mean, when it comes to Dallas, that's unheard of, bro. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sort of interesting to see. But, it, I mean, this NFC East, we've seen stranger things for sure. We have. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we will take a quick break. We'll see y'all in about 90 seconds. When we come back, we will talk about where both our teams go moving forward. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And ladies and gentlemen, I am back. This is the Bear of Texas, and my guest is the founder, host, and CEO of the Kirby on Sports podcast, Mr. Josh Kirby. Josh, it's an honor to have you back, and now we really have to talk about where do our respective teams go moving forward for the rest of the season. We'll start out with you, brother. Washington needs to split or sweep Philly. I'm I'm not confident, but I'm saying there is a good chance uh, with the Eagles situation going on that Washington, if they play mistake-free football and have a good uh, um, offensive line, good secondary they could beat philly once uh, split or win both games they have to beat dallas this dallas loss forces them to have to win in arlington texas on the road on sunday night football um the day after christmas the new york giants i'm not really worried about but still that's not to say do not overlook this giants team if they can do that, if I feel like if the Washington football team can beat Philly twice, beat Dallas, and beat New York, there is a good possibility that they make it into the playoffs. But if the train comes off the tracks even more, their playoff chances are over. Big time. And, you know, the Dallas Cowboys have the New York Giants next uh, up on the road. And as far as the Giants go, from what we understand is that Daniel Jones is dealing with a strained neck. And I'm actually wondering if the Giants will decide to put the guy on injured reserve. And I say at this point, they might as well. I mean, the Giants, you know, I mean, even though they have nothing to lose, you know, you, they might as well put him on injured reserve. But uh, going with the Cowboys next, you know, we don't know which players the Giants will have back. You know, even though Mike Lennon may play or if it's uh, Jake Fromm, the, the former Georgia uh, quarterback, the Cowboys defense, you know, better not take the Giants slightly. I mean, these NFC East games, anything can happen. Or I should say NFC least, quite frankly, but... Yeah, anything can happen. That is for sure. That is the truth. I mean, everybody was saying Dallas was going to destroy Washington. I was telling them, are you out of your mind? I mean, I w- you know me. I was refusing to accept that Dallas was the better team. And quite frankly, I still don't think Dallas is a better team because Dallas was winning big, and they literally, you know, and like I said, you know, letting Washington come back like that, that pick that pick six, that Dak Prescott carelessly threw. I mean, come on, anything could have happened. If it wasn't for that fumble, Josh, I guarantee you the game would have gone to overtime. Washington would have won. Well, anything can happen. I mean, Dallas did dominate Washington in the first half. So it's going to be an interesting stretch for both these teams for sure. For sure. And, you know, and round two is the day after Christmas. So, you know, and Washington is going to be furious 
And Dallas is actually going to have to understand the fact that, you know, this is at home now. Now we're the ones under pressure. So the Cowboys are going to have to – and not, not to mention Montez Sweat could be back. And uh, I think McKissick will probably – I think McKissick was one who was out today. Yeah, McKissick, he was on the concussion protocol. Yeah. He was practicing, but he wasn't good to go. I feel like next week he should be good to go. Yeah, and if he does, he'll definitely be good to go against Dallas. But um, but moving forward, you know, I'm looking at the uh, rest of the uh, Washington football team schedule. You know, and I'm and, and from what I see, you know, they got you know, the Eagles on the road, and then and you know they got the Eagles twice. Like I said, you know, it's just. It's just incredible, you know. The last, next three games, you got the Eagles in a two-week span, and you got Dallas as well. And then Dallas has like you know Washington in, in that span as well. So it's, I mean, uh, the way I see, it, I think Dallas and Washington slip in the playoffs. I mean, I really believe that Washington is at the even though they may be dis. I always said like this before this game. As far as advantages go, Dallas has the advantage as far as talent goes. But as far as coaching, that's to Washington. And when you have the advantage as far as coaching goes. That makes you the better team because it's about good coaching. I mean, there's Jack Del Rio's defensive coordinator, Ron Rivera as head coach. I mean, that's great stuff. I mean, Dallas is kind of the same way, but I would say that Washington has had the advantage as far as coaching goes. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But both coaches, I Mike McCarthy, he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. Ron Rivera took his Panthers to the Super Bowl. They have Super Bowl experience. They can do it, but it just comes down to the players, the pieces, they are dealt um, with their teams. But, I mean, both coaches, I mean, have experience. They can do it. It just, it, it, it's just it's just going to be really interesting to see for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody was really unconvinced about Washington's four-game winning streak because everybody was saying, big deal, they beat Carolina, they beat Seattle, they beat Las Vegas. I'm like, Let's not forget. It started off by by win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was a. Good I was win. at that game, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I know. I saw the tweets, brother, and I'm glad that you were there because you witnessed something huge. But you know these streaks like that. You know the fact that Washington was so resilient, and the fact that Washington's offense was keeping their defense off the field. So when somebody says to me that that four game winning streak was worthless and effortless, that's just absolutely wrong to say. And I would tell these fans, like, guys, I get it. It's Washington. You don't like them, but stop shitting on that four, on that four-game winning streak. Give them credit. Washington is better than they look. They were two and six, and now look at them. I mean, if the Cowboys were two and six, do you think the Cowboys would have a good winning streak like that? Oh, I don't think so. So what I'm telling you, Josh, is this, and I'm speaking from a sports writer's perspective because I'm giving credit to Washington because they deserved it. I mean, that game against Seattle, Seattle scores and that two-point conversion is intercepted. That's resiliency. The game against the Raiders, you know. Um, that final drive, that's resiliency. So Washington is fearless and resilient, and that is huge for the Washington football team. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like those drives have been confidence boosters for the Washington football team. Um, the, I, I mean, after this loss, it just it made me feel like this team forgot that they were on a 40-game winning streak. They have, they have the capability to do what they need to do to win the football game, but everybody just has to stay healthy, like I said, echoing what I've said earlier. And I mean, but this team can do it. You've seen drives, you've seen game-winning drives from Taylor Heineke, and it's paid off in big ways for this Washington football team. Big time. 
That's why I praise the guy. That's why I praise Tyler Heineke as a fearless son of a gun. I mean, people like always say like because he, he, he was at the XFL, I believe, and he came in because he knew in, he he knew Ron Rivera from their time in Carolina. I'm like the fact that Ron Rivera play, has his faith in Tyler Heineke that tells me Tyler, that that excuse me, Taylor Heineke, sorry, is good. I mean, Ron Rivera, we know the kind of coach he is. If he, if he knows you're not good, you're not gonna play. So the fact that he's playing and Neil doing good into Ron Rivera that tells us something. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. But now going forward with, with my Cowboys, you know, I'm still not satisfied. I mean, the defense, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the defense did its job. Even though at, at times they did look a little bit sloppy, they let Washington back at the game, especially that play where, um, with I think it was Cam, uh, Cam Sims who had that huge catch. At first it was ruled incomplete, but that's because his hip, the fact that his hip hit the ground that that constitutes a touchdown. Like the running game still remains dead and. You know, and that time where Dak Prescott was sacked, you know, if he had just ran immediately, he would have gotten the first down, but he took too long and he got sacked. And it takes too long, the ball gets incomplete. And, you know, that's what I'm telling you, the inconsistency on the passing game. But we saw it from both sides. We saw Prescott making bad mistakes. We saw the receivers making bad mistakes. So they have to figure it out. But also it starts with the offensive coordinator because he's still not calling the right plays. Like I still say this. Kellen Moore still has that Jason Garrett mentality in his head, and he has to get it out. He has to snap out of it. We've seen how bad that Jason Garrett, you know, how his, you know, branding of the team was bad for so many years. It was bad enough that the owner would was would keep him around for for several years. I mean, a couple of good years, you know, saved his job. But I guess what I'm telling you is, I don't trust our offensive coordinator. But but I but how can I? Because he's it's like this: if you call a running a running play on a second and eleven. And then you call a short, and then it's like third and eight. Then you call a short play. I mean, of course, I'm not going to trust the guy. The conservative play calling just does not work, and I don't understand how some coordinators still feel like it will work. You have to adapt to the new game. The old school conservative ways do not work anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kellen Moore. We've said this last season. He should have relinquished the play calling duties, and I don't know. It seems like he might get a head coaching job somewhere next season by what I've been hearing. That could be true. That could not be true, but that could lead to an open door for a new offensive coordinator for this Dallas Cowboys football team. You look at their defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn, former Atlanta Falcons head coach, seems to be doing a fine job running this defense. Stepped in well as an interim for Mike McCarthy while he was dealing with COVID issues and who knows? You get that offensive coordinator, this team might be an elite franchise. Absolutely. You see, I'm, I'm glad that you're praising Dan Quinn because I was doing it too. When we first hired him, I said it's a good thing because it's a fresh start for him. And everybody who was against it is just bringing up the same thing. Because when we think of Dan Quinn and, as the Atlanta head coach, what's the one thing that comes to mind? The, uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm like, okay, fine, I get it. But you know what? That was then. This is now. Let's start. I mean... Again, here I am calling out the Cowboys fans for living in the past. There you go. You see, that's what we're known for. Still talk about our Super Bowl wins from the freaking '90s, okay? <laughs> Sooner or later, that that's gonna be that, that's gonna be. We haven't won a Super Bowl in forty freaking years. Stop living in the past, like because I said, look, Dan Quinn has always been a good defensive coordinator, but for some coaches, they're good at coordinating jobs, but the head coaching is just not their thing. In Dan Quinn's case, his head coaching his head coaching tenor wasn't the worst. Over overall, it was it didn't go so well, but. You know, overall, Dan Quinn is not a bad coach. And, yeah. Yeah, and 
as far as Kellen Moore goes, I mean, this is where Cowboy fans really hate me a lot. Like, yeah, at first he was calling in the great, the good plays, but then all of a sudden, you know, things go bad, and I, I just know know what goes through Kellen Moore's mind. But and I still feel like he should be calling the plays. I feel like he was given that opportunity way too early. He didn't have the experience. He wasn't at, the, at that coaching level. And honestly, if Kellen Moore gets a job elsewhere, fine. I mean, our offense may not be as productive, but if we can get an offensive coordinator that knows what the heck he's doing, that's what I—that's what the team needs. That's what the team needs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's—I mean, I get it. I mean, what I'm saying might not seem nice, but look, it's not about being nice. It's about telling the truth. It's about the results on the gridiron, and the Cowboys are not putting those results. I mean, I always like to tell people this. Much like your show, Josh, my show. We're not fake news. We don't BS people. We don't sugarcoat. We do journalism the way it's supposed to be done. We just tell the truth, right? I mean, I don't know what these Cowboy fans want me to do. Do they want really? I mean, they really want me to be that kind of guy that still praises the team, even though what they're doing is, is a complete embarrassment. I mean, come on, seriously. Like, I would tell those people, you really want to be, you really want to be BS. I mean, come on. If you want to, fine. You go, you do that on your own. But my show. We don't, I don't BS everybody. I tell the truth. My motto, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I stick to that. <laughs> yeah, I still have that shirt. Yeah, and th- oh, thank you so much. You know, I, I, I still have, and I have your cap. And I'm going to tell you something. God knows how many times I've had to wash the cap because, you know, wearing in the, in the Texas heat, you know, sweating. I mean, I, I've had to clean that that hat. So, man, I, I love that hat. And, and it was my honor to buy it. And thank you so much for buying my shirt, Josh. You're welcome. You're welcome. Right. Always a pleasure chopping it up with you, bro. Yes, sir. Indeed. So any, anything you got to say? Anything going on with the Kirby on Sports podcast that you'd like to announce? Nah, we're still grinding along. Check out all my work, www.kirbyonsports.com. We have merchandise and hats for sale. You can follow me on Twitter at Kirby on Sports and by Josh Kirby if you want to learn more on how to buy merch or whatever else. All right, well, thank you very much, uh, Josh. And, folks, I do strongly encourage you to listen to Josh's show. Josh is really grinding up just like me, and sooner or later the Kirby on Sports Network is going to be huge. And I'd like to thank you, Josh, and everybody else for actually helping make this show receive an advertising deal, and which this show has right now, which is why I actually uh, we, we took a quick uh, commercial. And I'd just like to thank everybody for that, including you, Josh. I appreciate it, Alex. Thanks so much. All right, thank you very much, Josh. And ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Josh, once again, thank you very, very much, and I cannot wait to have you back on. Appreciate you, bro.